questions this morning. Uh, faith, I want you to get this down. Faith is a way of life, not just for an emergency in your life. Faith is a way of life or it's the way that you live, not just for an emergency in your life. And most people only use faith when they have an emergency, but faith is how you and I live daily. So if you just only use it for emergency, you're never gonna really build your faith to the extent that it needs to be built on because you have to, you know, you have to exercise your faith daily. This faith, what we call faith exercises, where you believe in God, for sometimes small things and those small things build up to big things. But you somehow, somewhere, every day you got to be releasing your faith to receive God doing something to help promote, enhance, and advance your faith uh, as you keep trusting God for bigger and better things in your life. Now, point number two, you must realize and understand Faith starts on the inside of your spirit. You must realize and understand faith starts on the inside of your spirit. Faith doesn't start out here. Faith starts on the inside of you. In Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. I want you to look at that because it gives us an insight of how we get faith on the inside. Uh, but the Bible says here uh, that so then, so then means this is how, I'll, so then faith cometh. ETH means that's a continuing flowing of faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing. Well, what do you hear? You don't hear on the outside, you hear on the inside. So faith cometh by hearing and hearing of the word of God. So faith come by hearing the word of God. So if you don't hear the word of God, then faith can't come. Simple. So if I'm not hearing the word on whatever I need God to manifest in my life in any particular area, then faith can't come. Then I cannot receive the promises of God because there's no faith coming from the inside to the outside to receive the manifestation of the word of God. Now, this is a simple process, but many people don't operate it. Listen to me again. Faith cometh by hearing. So whatever you hear is where your faith going to originate from. Amen. But then to say, but your faith should be coming from the word of God, not television, not Facebook, not Instagram, not friends on the work, not people in your neighborhood. But faith cometh by the word of God. Say that. Faith cometh by the word of God. Come on, say it to my, say it to you. Faith cometh by the word of God. So if you're not in that word, or if you're not listening to the word, then faith can't come. I was privileged to uh, buy a couple of tapes when we were in camp meeting. And the other day, you know, my, when I find something, uh, I'll listen to it at least three or four times before I put it away. Because I want to make sure I hear everything that I need to hear out of that service or from the word of God. And my wife said, every time we hear that, I hear something new. That is correct, because we don't hear everything the first time around. 
Sometimes we miss little nuggets. So you have to go back and re, uh, or if you let me say, it, relive that moment when you heard that message the first time. And it, and it sparred your faith or put life through your faith. And so now you have to go back there, ladies and gentlemen, and keep that life alive in your faith. Amen? Now, that's so important. Uh, now, I want to give you three, four words, and we'll get into these words later. Hearing, brings believing, believing puts us in a place of perceiving, and perceiving takes it to the place of receiving. Hearing, believing, perceiving, and receiving. We'll get more into that in a few minutes. I'll give you a title of my message. Now, um, go to 1 Timothy chapter 6. I want to go over here because I want, want you to really understand something uh, on this importance of faith. Over here in Timothy, uh, Apostle Paul addressed a young pastor and told him something. And as I was walking back to my bedroom, the Holy Spirit said, I need you to go here with him. And so look at 1 Timothy chapter 6. 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse number 11. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse number 11. We want you looking at that. Come on, you're going to need to take good notes because you're going to receive signs, wonders, and miracles in your life this year. Not only in your life, but in your family, in your loved ones, in your businesses, God's going to show himself strong because them that know, do know that God shall be strong and do exploits. Amen. Now, by this time you get 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse number 11. I need you looking at that. But thou, men of God, flee these things and follow after, follow after righteousness, good, godliness, excuse me, faith, love, patience, meekness. Now, let me give you follow after. Follow after means to, to go after, to pursue. Now, when you're walking by faith, these elements or these ingredients must be in your life consistently. Number one, righteousness, staying in right standing with God, godliness, staying out of sin, staying holy, staying sanctified. Amen. Come on. Uh, not dibbling, dabbling, going back. In. You can't be doing that and expect your faith to work. It's not going to work, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, you got to stay consistent. What you're living, just like that, stay consistent with your faith. There's this faith. See, that's that faith we're talking about, that enduring faith, that solid faith. Now, then it goes on to say, love. I cannot express the importance of love to your faith. Faith, Galatians, I think, Galatians 5, 6, faith worketh by love. So if your love walk is off, your faith is off and it will not work. So don't let anybody get you out of love in your life. Love them regardless of themselves because you getting out of love is hurting the manifestation of your faith and you receiving sound ones and miracles in your life. Now, patience is the key. When you're walking by faith, you got to have patience. <clears throat> patience to allow God to get done or move who he need to move or change what he need to change in order for you to get what you need to get because God's working with people and sometimes they slow. Amen. Sometimes they're hard-headed. Sometimes they're rebellious and they don't respond immediately when God touched their hearts or tell them to do something in your life. So you got to be patient. While you're in your patience, you give God praise. You worship him. You thank him. All right? Now, meekness. Meekness is just staying full of humility, 
Don't get prideful. Don't get arrogant. Don't get conceited. Uh, don't do stuff wrong into my tree and did nothing wrong. That's a lie. Amen. Uh, no, repent. Uh, walk in humility. When you know things are out of, just stay humble. And um, it, it keeps you locked in their faith. So those things are so important for you. Now, verse 11, verse 12, excuse me. Then it goes on to say this. Fight the good fight of faith. Now, you can't fight a good fight of faith if your righteousness is not right, if your godliness is not right, if your faith is not right, if your love is not right, your patience is not right, and your meekness is not right. How are you going to fight the good fight of faith? Fight the good fight of faith. Now, I'm saying that because I'm going to read another scripture. Uh, you're in a faith fight. Let me say this again. You're in a faith fight because we have two kingdoms, the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light, and they fight against each other. You got Satan on one side, you got God on one side, and so he don't want you to receive the blessings of God, so his job is to attack your faith. Why? Because it's impossible for you to receive anything without faith. For, for without faith, it's impossible to please God. You can't receive. So his job is to keep you out of faith so you will never receive the promises of God. Are you listening, class? So fight the good fight of faith. So understand when you start believing God for anything in your life, uh, uh, there could be a fight on your hand, but you're going to have to dare to win until the end. I just told you about the faith fight I had with, with dealing with a situation, but at the end we won and we was able to get the money that God wanted us to have. But it was a faith fight until the end. I could have easily, oh man, no. Stop being weak and fight. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Well, you got that power, so you have the ability to fight. Then the Bible says, take the shield of faith where you're able to quench all the fiery dots of the enemy. So he's giving you these weapons, spiritual weapons, so you can maintain a good fight and receive the things God has for you. So I just want to encourage you, don't get discouraged if you get in a faith fight. That's part of the process, and it's designed to make your faith strong. Amen. Praise God. I mean, just think about when God told uh, uh, Moses, go down and tell Pharaoh to let my people go. He was in a faith fight. And, and Pharaoh said, no, I ain't doing it. He went back to God. God said, go back to Pharaoh. Tell him to let my people go. No, he was in a faith fight. But at the end of the fight, guess who won? Moses and God. Guess who's going to win? You and God. Long as if you don't cave in on the fight, throw in the towel on the fight, but you keep fighting the good fight of faith. And the church say amen to that. Now, uh, I want you to write this down again because I want you to make uh, reference of this. Satan is after your faith so you won't receive from God. See, he's after your faith. So he'll throw things or call things and don't get discouraged, don't get despondent, uh, don't get depressed, don't get a lot of oppression to sit in. No, faith come by here and start hearing the word in that area. I don't care what area it is, you got to go back, hear the word, build up your faith, get strong again, amen, and then you can come out winning every single time. Now, in Luke chapter, Luke 22, I still haven't given you my uh, title of that today, but we will. Uh, Luke chapter 22, and we almost get to, I'm still in my introduction. I'm not in my, um, in the message yet, but we're heading there. Go to Luke. Now, remember that we just say fight the good fight of faith. Now, I want to let you know this. You're not in the faith fight by yourself. I'm going to prove it to you. Luke 22. Now, Fight the good fight of faith. We're in this faith fight, but we're not in the faith fight by ourselves. Oh, that's good news. Praise God. We're not in the faith fight by ourselves. Amen. <laughs> Glory be to God. We have supernatural help assisting us 
in our faith fight. Now look at Luke uh, chapter 22, verse number 31. I'm going to give you time there. Amen. Now notice this in Luke chapter 22, verse 31. And Jesus is talking to Peter. Something getting ready to happen to Peter. And so Jesus is putting Peter on note prophetically. He says, he says, um, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift each of you like wheat. So Satan is asking to sift you like wheat. Oh my God. Are you listening, class? Please pay attention. One translation say, Satan, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan have desired to have you. So he's after you. He's, but how is he after? He's after your faith. But Jesus said, but I have pleaded in prayer for you. Did you get that? So you're not in the faith fight by yourself. Jesus is in the fight with you, pleading on your behalf that you are going to win the fight every single time. Look at this. But I have pleaded in prayer. So every time we go on a faith fight, Jesus go in prayer. <laughs> he goes in prayer. Oh, glory be to God. Get this. He didn't leave Peter hanging out there by himself. He said, I'm with you in the fight, and you're going to win. But now watch what he says. He says, now, Simon, that your faith should not fail. Yes, I know you're in this fight. But I'm praying and interceding on your behalf that your fight, faith, do not fail in this fight. Glory to God. So when you have repented and turned again to make strength, he says, so when everything has come out like it, he says, encourage your brothers that they can win in a faith fight. That's what I would mean, that encourage your brothers when, when, when you have come through, when you have uh, sustain at the storm, when you have weathered the storm, when you have beat the odds, strengthen your brothers and sisters and encourage them, stay in the fight. Hallelujah. Stay in the fight. Because what? You're going to win. Because Jesus is pleading on your behalf. I said, my God, Jesus is pleading that Satan don't win against you. Why? He shed his blood on Capitol 2,000 years ago that you owe. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. See, our faith is the victory that overcomes the world. So he's interceding that our faith is going to overcome the world while we're in a faith fight. He didn't say we wouldn't be in a faith fight. Come on, be realistic. He didn't say we're not going to have no fights. He didn't say, oh, once you get born again, praise God, you ain't got nothing to worry about. You ain't going to have no fight. That's not what he said. He said, no, gird up your loins. Be ready, be diligent for your adversary, the devil, go about Roma seeking who he may devour. Well, you know who he's seeking? People in whom there is no faith. He cannot stop people of faith. And this is why he's after your faith. Because he knows if you don't have faith, you can't receive from God. And he wants to discourage you. He wants you to get full of fear and doubt, unbelief. And then he wants you to get full of uh, resentment and bitterness towards God and the church and the things of God. No, don't go there. Remember those uh, five ingredients we gave you? Uh, uh, righteousness. Uh, it was righteousness. It was uh, godliness, faith, love, amen, and patience. So all this is so important. Patience and meekness. Excuse me. All this is so important for you. Now, in understanding faith operation, we're doing good. Watch my time. I know you're receiving from God. Every now and then you can say hallelujah, amen. Let me know you're getting it because this is important. I say this is important. I say this is important. All right? Now, The act of your faith is essential 
to receive a manifestation from God. The act of your faith is essential to receive a manifestation from God concerning his word. See, the act of faith. So Satan don't want you to act on your faith. So it's his job to fight you so you'll never act on your faith and make you think and believe it's not going to work. So ain't no need you doing it, ain't need you standing, it, ain't need you confessing, ain't need you sowing, ain't need you praising God, worshiping God. It's his job to get you to disbelieve that these things are going to work as you act on your faith. Now, but you got to act on your faith. See, now go to go to um, James chapter two. Go to James chapter two, and we want to look at something here. Here, uh, Apostle James is encouraging them about faith, and it's, it's, this whole synoptic is saying. Faith without works is dead. Or faith without corresponding action is, it is dead. So you can't say you have faith if you never act on your faith. You, no, no. Faith must have corresponding action to the word of God. No action, no faith. So, you know, the old times, you always have to do something you've never done. So when you believe in God, you're acting on your faith. Because you, you got to see if your faith is working and if it's doing exactly what you need to get done. Amen. Now, in verse number 17, and I want to read it out to Amplify. I'm going to read 17, uh, 14, 26, those three verses, because I want to, that's my emphasis this morning, um, that you have to do something. You can't say, you know, somebody said, well, I'm believing God for a job. Praise God. But you never fill out an application. Huh? Oh, I believe in God for a car, but you never go look at it. Oh, I believe in God for a house, but you never go look at the houses either. Or how you can't believe in it and you're not moving. No, that's your faith in operation. That's you building your faith on the inside. Amen. Are you listening? You got to go visualize. You got to go see yourself in it. You got to go touch it. Say, Lord, I thank you for it. I believe I receive according to your word. See, these are the things so important for you to access the blessings of God in your life. You just can't sit back and just don't do nothing. And to much you had faith. Well, let me help you. James said, you're deceiving yourself. Because you're not operating according to the word of God. Amen. If you believe in God for, for a job, hey, fill out applications. And then don't say, after you've been, I don't know if anybody going to call me. Well, what kind of mess is that? No. Father, I thank you that the one that you want me to, that, that you want to call me with the best pay is going to call me as I fill out these applications. So you start speaking and decreeing while you operate it. You don't start saying what everybody else is saying. That, that's not, you know, oh, you understand what I'm saying? Same way with a car. You go out there, Lord, I thank you. Lord, what's, I mean, when I go looking for a car, I say, Lord, what's the car? Where's the car? Show me the car. I, I touch it and walk it, and I might come back, touch it again, and walk until I find the one he say, this is it. You got to do this. Same way with a house. You have to go out looking. If God's going to work for you, you got to give him something to work with. Well, I'm believing God for a house, but you never leave the one. You never leave where you're at. Faith must have corresponding actions. <laughs> Somehow I shout glory to God. Thank God for the Holy Ghost this morning. Now, in uh, James chapter 2, by the by time you're there, you ought to be there. I want to read out the Amplified. It says, so also faith. If it does not have works, deeds and action of obedience to back it up <laughs> to back it up what you say you believe 
by itself is destitute of power in operative and day. He said, ain't nothing going to happen. Come on. He said, no, you got to put feet to your faith. You got to walk it out. Amen. Praise God. Then look at verse 24. We add verse 24 to this. And it says, so you, you see a man that's justified, pronounced righteous before God through what he does, and not alone through faith. Excuse me, not alone through faith, through works of obedience as well as by what he believed. Are you looking at the Amplified Version and uh, James 2, 24? He said, through what he does, and not alone through faith, but the works of obedience as well as by what he believed. The works of obedience is the acts of obedience, action, doing, following. Amen. Now, number 26, for as a human body, apart from the spirit, is lifeless. So faith, apart from works or action, or works of obedience, is also dead. He said nothing going to happen. See, some of you are trying to operate, but you're not moving. You're not doing anything. You're sitting there, you're frustrated, and you're that's not going to get you anywhere. No, you got to allow the Holy Spirit. Remember, faith starts on the inside. He'll say something to you. He'll say, go do this. Go do this. Uh, check out this. He might say, go on online, research this. I mean, I don't know what he's going to tell you, but he's going to tell you something. See, the Holy Spirit can always direct you if you're moving more than if you're just sitting, not doing nothing. God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and angels responds to faith, and faith only. So my Lord, shout glory to God. And we're almost through. Good, good training this morning. Um, now, my message this morning that I heard from the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to show you something, the reason why this is so important. Because you can't, how can I say this? You can't fake faith. Notice what I just said, F-A-K-E, faith. You can't fake faith before God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. All right? Some people, I don't know how, why they think they can fake faith and receive. No, no, it doesn't go down like that. Now, I want to show you something. Go to Jesus. We're going to show you Jesus first. We almost finished. You're doing a good job. In Matthew chapter 9, go to Matthew chapter 9. We want to talk about perceiving faith. Faith can be perceived. And that's what God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, see, they're looking for uh, perceiving faith. They're trying to perceive to see if they can do what they need to do for you or if you're just trying to fake them out. You know, well, you say the scripture one time and that's you going back to bed and you never say it again. Or you sow one time and you never start, you know, you never sow again. Or you tie one time and you never tie again, you know. You pray one time, you never pray again. You know, I prayed already one time. I confess on one time. <laughs> no, Jesus said over in Mark 11, uh, uh, 22, he said, have faith in God constantly. But what says it, Romans, Romans 10, 9, but what says it, the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart, which is the word of faith, which we proclaim, of which we decree, of which we speak out. And that's what the Bible says. Hallelujah. Then the Bible says, the just shall live by his faith. <laughs> we got all these scriptures to back it up. So faith is a way of life. You can't just, you know, try to use faith when you need an emergency. You're never operating at any other time. You're not going to have the energy. You're not going to have 
the, the, the resources of faith on the inside of you to be able to make that transaction like you need to make that transaction. Now, by this time, you're in uh, Matthew chapter 9. Let me give it to myself. And this is very important. Uh, let's see. In Matthew chapter 9, verse number 1, he entered into the ship. I'm reading out the King James um, because it's very good. And he says, glory be to God. He, he, he entered and entered into the ship and passed over and came into the city, his own city. And behold, they brought unto him a man stood sick of the palsy. Now notice, they brought to him a man sick of the palsy, lying on a bed. But now notice this. Notice this. And Jesus, seeing their faith. Well, he did what? So if he seeing their faith, he knew their faith wasn't fake. Why? He could see they were real. <laughs> Glory to God. Ooh, this is good preaching and teaching this morning. See, you can't fake faith. See, because they, see, Jesus, now notice, notice that they got corresponding action. They brought them, they brought the man to Jesus that had palsy. Jesus seeing their faith. And said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer, thy sins have forgiven thee. Verse 3, and behold, the certain of the scribes said uh, 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 within them, saying, This man blasphemed. So now they don't understand the works of God. They think Jesus speaking blasphemy because they don't understand God and know who he is and so forth, so that Jesus is the Son of God. So they still in the fog of not knowing what's going on. Verse 4, and Jesus knowing their thoughts. What? Knowing is perceiving their thoughts. And then he goes, say, wherefore think of you even in your heart? He said, why do you think even in your heart concerning what I'm doing? So even in the midst, excuse me, even in the midst of uh, he's having a faith fight against people that don't believe he can do this. This Jesus. <clears throat> he's operating in the spirit, and in the middle of that, here come a faith fight against those doubters and disbelievers that he can't do what he said he can do. But you know, it didn't stop him. He just kept right on moving. It, it didn't slow him down. He just kept right on going. And verse six, verse five, he said, for whether it is easier to say to the sins be forgiven or to say arise up and walk. But uh, verse six, but that they may know that the son of man have power on the earth to forgive sins. Then he said here to the sick of the palsy, arise, take up your bed, and go in your house. Okay, praise God, it's over with. He didn't let those that thought they could influence him or influence people around him not to believe. He shut it down, but kept speaking the word of God or what he knew God wanted to do. And you and I got to be the same way. But I want you to know, Jesus seeing their faith, he saw their faith in operation, perceiving all that's going to, man, perceiving faith. Now, go to Luke chapter 5. Let's go back to Luke. Ooh, yes. Almost finished. Go to Luke chapter 5. Let's see if this was part of his ministry operation. In Luke chapter 5. Verse number See, I'm sorry, verse, yeah, verse 18. And behold, the men, and behold, I mean, Luke chapter 5, verse 18 in the King James. And behold, men brought in a man which was taken with palsy. They sought means to bring him in and lay him before him. And when they could not find by way, that they may bring in because of the multitude, they went on, up on top of the house and let him down through the tiling 
with his uh, culture in the midst before Jesus. They said, we're going to get him to Jesus no matter what, because we know if we can get him to Jesus, Jesus is going to heal him and set him free from this sickness. And then now notice verse 20. See, you can't fake faith. When Jesus saw their faith. <laughs> when he saw their faith, he said it to man. So you see, faith can be seen in operation. They're looking for it. God is looking for faith. Jesus is looking for faith. The Holy Spirit is looking for faith. And the angels that's been assigned to you are looking for faith. So you got all this supernatural help waiting to assist us when they see us really operating by faith. And it's not just, uh, you know, something we are trying, but I know faith works. I believe faith works. I'm assured faith works. He saw that. That's why if you're not doing anything, he, he see you're not in faith. It has no corresponding acts, so he's not going to receive from God. Now, let's go to one more. Now, my question to you is, can he see your faith? I mean, you believe you, you, you're asking God for things, and, but can he see you really in faith? Or when things get tough, you start saying everything except for faith, or you start not quoting the word or praising God, you know, so forth and so on. Now, I, know, I, I, I don't know if I can do this. Well, <clears throat> the Holy Ghost is there to help you. The Bible says he's a, he's a helper. Say he helps us in our, uh, in our infirmities. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you. I mean, all the scriptures this week was the man said, Lord, I believe, but help my doubt, help my unbelief. Lord, I'm trying. But at least you, at least you're being honest. They can help you if you're honest, but they can't help you if you're lying and, 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 and you're faking and you're not real. They can't help you. Ask the Holy Spirit, I'm trying. Help me, Holy Ghost. He said, thank you. I'm so glad you asked my assistance. Now I can help you. Because he's such a gentleman, he's not going to invade your life to make you do something you really don't want to do. Amen. So I just want to encourage you that you can do this. You are anointed. Let me say it again. You are anointed to do this just like Jesus was. And trust that anointing on your life. It's not that just to make you feel good and feel the goosebumps when the spirit gets high. No, it's, it's there to help you to walk the walk of faith every single day of your life. Thanking God, praising God, speaking of your life, you know, the words of truth, by his stripes I'm healed. Amen. I'm not, it's not based on how I feel. It's based that I know, it's based on knowing that I'm healed from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. Thank you, Lord, that the healing power of God is working effectively in my life, causing my body to operate normally. Thank you, Lord, for brand new body parts. See, you got to say it, not just me. And you give God opportunity to work. I'm telling you, went to the doctor. And, I, mean, they I mean, the doctor told me, he said, man, you're doing so good. Well, I'm taking vitamins in the natural. But I'm taking vitamins in the spirit. What, what's about Isaiah 55, 53 and 5, 1 Peter 2.24. Hallelujah. Those are vitamins. Those are spiritual vitamins. That's called word vitamins. Amen. Uh, when I need God to move, I need God to do something, I need finances. Amen. Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Thank you, Lord, I'm not wanting for this. You say you're going to provide it for me. Now to him that's able to do exceedingly but above all the I to think according to the power of God, my God shall supply all my needs according to riches. Those are vitamins. Remember the Bible said, the scripture bring healing and health to us. Over, I think it's Proverbs 4, 20, 21, 22. You go there and read it. Help to all our flesh. <laughs> That's bottom. If you're not doing that, you ain't operating by faith. If you're not speaking over your life and there's a sickness, disease, you ain't believing God to heal you. I'm not saying, no, did, I, did I say not take your medicine? That's not what I said. I say you believe God while you're doing what you do. And eventually, you won't have to take no medicine. And you just be on some good supplements that'll keep your body strong. I'm the heal protecting my health. No sickness, no disease, no infirmity, no diabetes, 
Amen. No, none of that. No high blood pressure. No. But see, those kind of things, you got to think it, you got to speak it, think it, speak it, think it, speak it. These are the things you have not. See, that's walking the faith walk. Now, in Acts 20, oh yeah, oh my. In Acts chapter 14, the last script of the day, I pray that you've written some, uh, and it's the beginning, beginning, no disease shall come down that dwell. Psalm 91. He shall give his angel charge of me, and no place shall come down. See, you got to start saying this stuff. Oh, you know, the, we ain't focusing on what's coming in. We're focusing on what, what God said. We got to focus on what God said. The 91st Psalm, the 23rd Psalm, the 27th Psalm, all those are medicines. Praise God. Get the word in your life so it can, you can put it in your mind and think on it. Thank God for the word is working in me mightily. Praise God. And you'll see results. You can't fake this. It's either you got it or you don't. Either you're going to receive or you're going to disbelieve. That's just how it is, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm trying to help you with all that I know how with the help of the Holy Spirit. Now, in closing, we're talking about perceiving faith. This is what the Lord gave me this week. He says, begin to tell my people that the perceiving faith that they looking for your faith god is jesus is the holy spirit angel so they can assist us supernaturally amen now acts chapter 14 verse number eight now praise god now watch what it says i'm reading that to amplified i mean excuse me i'm reading that to king james i'm reading that to king james by the Sabbath, you acts 14 8 now and there was a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother. So he was born this way. What did I say? He was born this way. He's messed up from birth. What? God said, I can handle that too. Who never had walked. So he never walked. Been in the wheelchair, they had to push him here, push him there. You know, had to depend on people to get, get where he wanted to go. Verse 9. The same heard Paul speak. What? Heard Paul speak. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. He heard Paul speak. And it went from his head down in his spirit. I mean, from his spirit up to his head. It got in his spirit. It came up in his head. And now he believed after he heard the word, I can be healed. I can, I can walk. Something turned on on the inside of him. Then he goes on to say, I hope you all run around your house and shop because something good, my God, Something good is about to happen in your life supernaturally. When you apply yourself, God says, I'm going to back it up just like I said I would. Not one word from God is going to fail. <laughs> oh, let's finish reading. Glory be to God. The same heard Paul speak who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving. There's that word. That's why I got this. This is what the Lord gave me the scripture from. This message, excuse me, perceiving faith and perceiving that the man had faith to be healed. He didn't have fake faith. His faith was real. And the man of God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit went to work on his case. Now watch what happened when they perceived he had faith to be healed. And said with a loud voice, Stand up on thy feet, and he leaped and walked. What? Man that never walked, all of a sudden been born that way. All of a sudden, they perceived he had faith to be healed. Paul recognized it, spoke by the anointing to his faith, and said, rise and be healed. And he leaped up without even thinking he was impotent. He just jumped up because faith was so alive in him, he believed he could walk. And guess what he did? He walked. That's how we have to be. Verse 11. And when the people saw what Paul done, they lifted their voices, 
saying the gods have come down in the likeness of men. They were so ecstatic. It's a man that God has come down in the likeness of men and proved that he's the God of the supernatural. Woo-wee! He's a God of what? The supernatural. Listen. Perceiving faith. See, God, he's looking. He's looking. Can, do you have faith to be healed? Do you have faith for your finance? Do you have faith for your deliverance? Do you have faith for that car? Do you have faith for that job? Do you have faith for that promotion? They're looking. And when they perceive you have it, it'd be just like the anointing on Paul. If God is speaking, uh, rise up or receive that car, receive that house, receive that promotion, receive a new kingdom, receive a new heart, receive new vein. I mean, he'll start decreeing it. And all of a sudden, you realize that you're healed. And you have what God said you can have. I can't tell you how many times the Lord has spoke to me in that manner. Sometimes I'd be just one. And I remember one time the Lord, I was going fishing. Not going to get in the hostel. I was going fishing that morning. And the Holy Spirit said, go to the car lot. Huh? He said, go to the car lot. Now, we needed a car bag. At this time, we didn't have a whole lot of money. It was, you know, just get started out of the ministry. Long story short, I went to the car lot with no money. I told the man, I said, the Lord sent me here to get a car. He came back with something. I said, the Lord sent me here to get a car. And they wind up giving me rebate money to put down on my car. And I walked, and I drove out the lot with a car, with a, dime, with a dollar in my pocket. Now you tell me what God came to. This morning, we'll give you a powerful lesson on perceiving faith. You know, God wants you in a place of more than enough. But you got to believe in seed time and harvest. You can't fake this. See, some of you only want to sow when you got an emergency. Well, I sow. No, you sow because it's a, you sow in faith. You sow because it's the right thing to do. You sow, you want those seeds operate for you. So you sow. Your tithes first. Because you ain't so in offerings. I mean, you ain't so in tithes, your offerings is not going to work. God is limited. I mean, he'll do what he can because you're so in something. He can't give you the fullness of what you need because you're not in covenant with your tithe. Tithe put you in covenant. Receive the blessings from your offer. So you need to know that. Amen? So you need to make sure that you get your uh, tithes straight, your offerings straight before God. And when you do that and you're doing it according to the will of God and the word of God, then God will come through supernatural for you and, and put you in a position where you're not in wants, you're not in needs, and he's fulfilling your dreams. Right now, God is fulfilling our dreams. I'm not in want, I'm not in need. God's fulfilling our dreams. Because we sold ourselves to this level. We sold seed to this level. I try to encourage you to do the same thing. Amen. Control your money. Don't let your money control you. Amen. Minister Janet will put out there, you know, I think uh, well, you can send in your, your ties this morning, even though we didn't meet. We got social media. We got, you know, where you can sew. Uh, uh, you can text, give. Uh, she'll put it out there. Also, my cash app is there. I know some of you you saw every Sunday until the anointing of my life. But you can go to my cash shop this morning. Uh, Jana put it online where you can actually go there and sow until the anointing of God. Uh, she just put it out there for you. So you'll be able to put your seed in the ground. Listen. So I can't, I can't encourage you enough to sow. Sow because you know it's right. Sow because you know you, that's how you receive your blessing from God. Give and it shall be given unto you. It didn't just say Sunday morning. That's what we think. It didn't just say Wednesday. No, give. And it shall be given unto you. Good measure. Press down. Shake it. 
run them. He calls men to give it to your bosom. You give. Praise God. You know, we all need increase because we got dreams, we got things we want to accomplish in our lives. But God will help you when he see you operate by faith in your seed. When you begin to sow uh, properly and honorably before him, he'll take you where you've never been before financially if he can trust you sowing into his kingdom. So, 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 do what you got to do. Amen. I'm telling you, it will be a blessing to your life as it's been a blessing to my life and my family and uh, so forth and so on. Listen, it's been a joy uh, training you this morning in the word of God. I pray you gain some uh, knowledge, understanding that you can walk this out. Now, I speak over you this morning the blessings of the Lord that make rich and add no sorrow. I speak over you this morning, uh, if you're dealing with any area in your life, anything that you're dealing with in your life, I speak healing into your body. I curse sickness and disease and infirmity from the root and command it to die like the fig tree. And I command new body parts to live in your body from this day forward. I declare that you'll never be broke another day in your life as you operate in seed time and harvest, as you walk in obedience to God. I decree victory over you in the name of Jesus. Thank you for being online this morning. We'll see you on Zoom. Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Be on time. We got a word from the Lord to bless your life. Grace, peace, increase. Shalom.